Well, last night I stayed up pretty late with the uh, in-laws, sitting around the fire, enjoying some great talk about a lot of politics. We talked, we talked a lot of politics, but uh, other stuff too. Our love for our kids, our family, um, appreciation for our country, um, and the great things about the United States as well. Um, but that's where the politics came in. Is we had a few disagreements here and there. Um, my brother is an American, and brother-in-law, sorry, is an American, and they just came back from a trip there. Um, so we swapped some stories, and yeah, it was a good time. I had uh, a couple drinks from the gross province of Manitoba. Just kidding. I'm a Saskatchewan boy, so I think I kind of it's ingrained into me to not like Manitoba. But uh, my wife's from there. That's one of the the best things to come out of there. But they have some. I'll, I'll give them. I'll give it to them. They have some good cold ones that they produce as well. Um, anywho, stayed up late last night doing that, and then was up at 5:15 this morning to join with some great, uh, great men from this uh, city, Regina. We meet once a week and. Uh, a small group. We've got a got a doctor and a lawyer and an accountant and an influential businessman, an electrician, and then there's me, um, just chronic dad. This the just a guy on disability dealing with chronic pain. Anyways, trying we're working through the book of Mark and trying to see who this Jesus guy really is and see how we can emulate him more in our lives and see what lessons we have to learn so today was um one of our, the big topics was about or the two main themes i see would be one is giving sacrificially um it doesn't matter how much you own um how much money you have um if it's next to nothing or if it's a ton just it's about the attitude of the heart and giving and that's uh something i've been thinking about a lot lately is how do i on disability um still give give from my heart and give to people who are in need um generously and again sacrificially um and just trust that god's going to take care of me um as long as i'm loving others and taking care of helping take care of other people too um, the other thing was about not being alarmed. It talks about the signs of the end of the age, right? And how people will be assume that earthquakes and all these wars and stuff will be the sign of the end of the age. And that that's wrong. That uh, we need to not be alarmed. Just, uh, again, trust God and keep doing what we're doing. Give generously, love others, love God. And don't let... Just don't don't get caught up in all the drama. And today, let's be honest. Nowadays, it's easy to get caught up in the all the the news and fake news, whatever you want to call it. Um, there's a lot of headlines, a lot of terrifying things. It's not like we should be ignorant or ignore these things, but uh, not to get all alarmed about it. Let's just keep loving each other and learning how to be better people. Today has been a lot more of a, let's say, leisurely day. Well, at least it's supposed to be that way. Uh, my wife finally had a day off. Um, she has to work tonight, but uh, she has worked extremely hard. Again, with me being chronic dad means I am on disability right now and unable to work. So that means my wife, who's a, a nurse here in the city, has to work a lot more. And she works shift work. So the 12-hour shifts, 
leaving me to, let's just call it full-time dad. That's not bad. I'm not saying that as a negative thing by any means. And she's a fantastic mom. However, because she's such a good mom and a good partner working so hard to provide for our family, especially in lieu of my um, salary, uh, t- this morning we took her to one of her favorite local restaurants. I suppose it's not local, it's 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 more of a chain, but uh, Cora's. I don't know if you've been there, but they just load the breakfast plates full with fruit. I always try and find the, the meal on there that has the most meat on it. That's my goal. Hopefully something with sausage, ham, bacon, more sa- sausage, ham, bacon, potatoes, eggs, toast, you know, these low carb loading. Um, not for fitness reasons though just because I like carbs Um, but anyways took the wife there um, with the girls Um, but that's not quite the end of the story so we're at Cora's and usually my daughters are really well behaved in restaurants Uh, we've never actually had an issue with it my one daughter being approximately three and a half the other one around a year and a half um, usually really well behaved. However, something was just triggered my youngest daughter today, um, who is usually known as hashtag the chill one. Today was not quite so chill. She decided that nothing was good enough for her and that she was going to let the whole world, well, at least the restaurant, know. Um, I actually had to take her out of the restaurant a couple times, in fact, because she was screaming so loud and disturbing people. Now, if you're a parent, you know the horror of this situation. You know how downright dirty this makes you feel. Because the last thing you want to do is disturb other people. And, um, yeah. Uh, uh, although, that being said, if you're in a restaurant as a parent and you see someone else's kids do this, you're usually pretty sympathetic. And even myself, if I see kids yelling, I'll make sure to give the parents, you know, a, a sympathetic little smile, like, oh, it's okay, doesn't bother us at all, I don't have eardrums anyways, you know, giving these sympathetic looks, um, but, uh, and if in fact there's people, if I were to look at them, um, today in the rest, and I'm pretty sure they would have given me that look too, but parenting one-on-one says, don't make eye contact with these people, because they will murder you for your noisy kid ruining their breakfast, um, in the end, we made it through Try to load the kids down with food. Always uh, come prepared with markers and some yogurt raisins. And when worse comes to worse, you open up a jam packet that's on the table and start scarfing it. Scarfing it? Nah. Start shoving it down your kid's throat. Uh, give them some sugar. They usually cheer up pretty quick when you give them sugar. Now, after our traumatic breakfast experience, we decided to do what any sane parent would do and take your kids uh, shopping. Uh, We went to Costco. Great store. I have pretty much endless great things to say about Costco. Um, It's not the cheapest place by any stretch of the imagination. But if you want to find a place with a great return policy, too good of a return policy, in fact, that's Costco. Shameless plug. Maybe Costco will... I wonder if Costco would consider sponsoring... Just a, a, a random a- anchor station. Highly doubt that, but it's worth dreaming, I suppose. Anyways, they these guys will take returns from anybody um, on just about anything.
a couple years ago, quite a few, maybe five, six years ago, I decided to go to Mexico. And something I love to do is to snorkel. Uh, I'd love to scuba dive, but snorkeling is just a poor man's version of scuba diving, in, in my oh-so-humble opinion. So my dad had purchased, probably two years previous to that, a set of snorkel or snorkel set, not a set of snorkels, I don't think is what it's called. Although there was two of them. A set of snorkel sets. Yes. My dad had purchased a set of snorkel, set of snorkel sets and had decided to let us use one when we brought it to Mexico. So, being a good son, I, I accepted his offer and brought it, brought it along on the trip. Now, these set of snorkel sets, sets were from Costco. And in, on my trip, I wasn't exactly gentle with them, and I ended up breaking one of the flippers. And it wasn't, it wasn't product error or anything like that. What it was was just my stupidity. I treated it poorly. I didn't try and put my foot in properly. Yada, yada. It broke. My bad. I brought it home, offered to buy a new one for my dad. And of course, my dad, being who he is, is like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to take it back. I'm like, well, no, you can't return that. I broke it. I broke it because I wasn't treating it properly. He's like, no, trust me, I'm going to take it back. So I'm not going to argue with the guy what to do, what he should do with his, his uh, products or his merchandise, whatever, his snorkel set. So I, I leave it at that. Sure enough, he's like, hey, guess what? This is the next day. He's like, I... I returned the snorkel set, and because they don't carry that that line anymore, they just gave me let me pick a brand new set off the off the shelf. And, and to me, that seemed shocking. It was it was a way better model, about four or five years newer model, and yeah, they just let them walk. They didn't even need a receipt. They just recognized, oh yeah, yeah, this looks like one we used to sell years ago. Sure, absolutely. Just pick whichever one you want off the shelf. Sorry for the broken product. And at first I was a little ticked at my dad. I was like, well, come on, dad. That's just being greedy and cheap because they, like, I broke it. He's like, no, no, I told them you broke it. I told them he was playing with it rough and I actually asked them for a spare piece. I brought it back and asked if they had a replacement piece that they could order in. And they said, no, 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 don't you worry about it. You go ahead and grab yourself a new snorkel set. And so he did. Anyways, all that to say, Costco, they know how to treat their customers right, whether it's a snorkel set, a snowblower. You know what? I'm pretty sure if I had a pack of steaks I didn't like and or something was wrong with one of them out of a pack of 20, because that's how they come, they'd probably take it back. Now, I'm not going to test that theory because I also don't want to abuse it until they go polar opposite on the pendulum. But Costco's a great place. And even though it wasn't the most stress-free trip with the girls today, I'll, I'll, I'll brave that place any day. They've earned my business. So at the end of the day, I'm sitting here in the rocking chair made by my wife's grandpa, I believe. It's a beautiful rocking chair. And I'm just rocking with my youngest daughter. Hashtag the chill one, hashtag not so much anymore. And feeding her a bottle, snuggled with a blanket, in her Jaguar printed sleeper. I need to get me one of these. Um, just snuggling, 
She's looking at me, giggling. I said, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. She shakes her booty. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. We look and gaze into each other's blue eyes. She's a beautiful girl. She's calm, sleepy. And then we're going to read a story, pray, sing a song, put her to bed. No matter what happens during the day, regardless of how rough breakfast was, how poorly naps happen, how much she screamed and scratched and any of those things, at the end of the day, getting to snuggle with these girls is the best gift ever. These girls, I have to remember, don't have a developed frontal lobe. They don't have much developed properly. So for them, they're just trying to figure out life. In fact, my daughter's nodding right now. She agrees. And I have to cut them some slack because I, as an adult, have a, at least I'd argue, mostly developed frontal lobe and pretty good cognitive abilities. So I should be the one showing patience. I should be the one showing grace and kindness and love, regardless of what these girls put me through. It's not easy as a parent, don't get me wrong, especially when pain is just absurd. But yeah, I will forever be grateful. One of the things about being off of work is getting to put these girls to bed. It's not easy, but it's totally worth it. It's one of the few bright spots I can find in life right now, being off of work and having the inability to do very many things. But I must say, I love my two daughters. I love these special times at bedtime. And now my daughter's glaring at me thinking, what the hell are you doing, Dad? Talking about you, babe. Maybe one time, way in the future, deep in the annexes of the internet, you'll look and find this, this random anchor podcast called Chronic Dad. And you'll say, that guy sounds like my dad. And then you realize that I'm... I'm talking to you. Boy, I love being a dad. Okay, a bit of a heavy hitter, maybe controversial thing. I'm not going to dive so much into the actual topic of pro-life, pro-choice, yada yada. Not today at least. I, you know what? I would love to be that guy to jump in there eventually and piss off half the people that listen and galvanize the other half views but uh that's that's for we'll save that for another day but uh the other day i was uh listening to a podcast that i've referenced quite a few times on here called the bad christian podcast and something that one of the guys in there said really kind of stuck with me they were kind of arguing about people who are so over the top pro-life that they completely missed the point um and there's a ton to that episode but the one thing that they said really has got me thinking and they said really can you be pro-life if yeah basically as an american or canadian um as a as a privileged person you can't really be pro-life if you have any wealth if you haven't money saved anything like that because their argument was with the amount of children or people that die around the world due to completely solvable problems like hunger or malaria things like that if you are aware of that which i think we all are even if we pretend we aren't we're aware of this if you are aware of that and you are not spending your money whatever it is eight dollars a month for some things thirty 
a buck a day, Starbucks drink a day, whatever, all these different things. I know you can always pour more money into that, but if you aren't putting money into those things, can you really be pro-life? Because you can legitimately skip your coffee or whatever it is to give somebody life, to give a child food or life. And this isn't meant to be a guilt trip, but it really made me think, um, gave me a new perspective on the whole pro-life, pro-choice debate because of, for these reasons, um, that, yeah, I can say that I'm one thing or the other, but, but really, how much can I be that if I'm not backing my actions up? Um, a stat that, uh, this is, this is older, but it's probably even more, more true now, but, uh, years ago, I'd read that if you own a car, a vehicle of any sort, motor and wheels, um, if you own a car, you are in the top 8% of the world's wealthy. That's crazy. And so my wife and I own, we own two cars. They're nothing fancy, but that doesn't matter. We own two cars. So we would probably be in above the world's top 8%. Who knows, seven, six? Don't know. But the point is, we are so blessed, so wealthy, and it's really, it's kind of a dick move maybe <laughs> to say that we would be pro-life or whatever to an extent, I mean, we really can't be raising no flags or or get too involved when really we're not backing it up with our actions. We know that people are dying every day and we still, you know, we'll still buy our gallon of Haagen-Dazs ice cream, I'll still crush my chips, buy a $25 bag of coffee beans, um, spend 25 bucks on a six-pack, uh, Go play video games. All these things, right? I'll run my sprinklers. I'll water my grass before I'll water the poor. Um, and that's terrible. Um, yeah, maybe I'm just putting myself on a guilt trip. Anyways, that's something that's been on my mind a lot lately. And just wanted to verbalize it. And if you have any thoughts, opinions on it, please, let's hear your feedback. So today has turned out to be a bit of a, a funny day in regards to gardening. As I've shared before, um, what I call Dal's Disability Garden, um, one of the things I've picked up, a uh, hobby I've picked up since I got hurt and haven't been able to do very much, gardening has been my thing, especially hot peppers. I also grow a mean tomato plant. And by mean, I mean these things, they're already as tall as me. I, I mean, I'm as short as me, fair enough, five, six. They're... But they're, they're big, and it won't be long until they're much bigger. Uh, the heat here helps. I've got them planted well. I take good care of them. But because I've taken such good care of them, it's funny. Um, my aunt, who is leaving early tomorrow morning on a jet plane, realized that it's probably a smart choice to nurture her peppers and tomatoes that are in pots to bring them over to my house. So today, she dropped off, I think, six or seven tomato plants and peppers in their pots to line my house in the sun. So, which which I found funny enough, as it is, that I've, my, my Dal's disability garden is growing. And um, I already get criticism from my wife a little bit. She's supportive, but a little bit of criticism because I've been growing way too many plants. Um, and have overtaken her garden and 
all the rocks along our house too with potted plants. So now I just gained six or seven more. And then, fancy this, my neighbor approached me and said, hey, you know what, we're going away for a couple days and I really would like my tomatoes and peppers taken good care of. And this is a retired couple who, this is all they do. They, they're outside, they take immaculate care of their yard. These are the ones that are moving, but they take immaculate care of their yard and their plants. And they've never asked us to do this before, so this is a big step. I'm gonna take this as a huge compliment to my pepper growing ability. Might not be true, but I'm gonna take it that way. And last but not least, my dad is going to head to Europe for a month um, shortly in September. So it's kind of near the end of the growing season, but not quite. So he's going to be gone for a month and he's asked if I would be willing to monitor his tomatoes and he doesn't have peppers. The guy's a wimp. He can't take even a pepper shaker. It's too much spice for him. But his tomatoes and I believe he has like 72 different potted plants or something like that. Like it's, it's excessive for sure. But anyways, my gardening is taking off. I wonder if, hmm, I think I need to start a gardening business. And I'm not talking about a greenhouse. I'm talking about, I'm just imagining it right now. Arm, I'm spreading across the horizon. Imagine with me, Dal's Disability Garden Service. I just show up, I sprinkle Epsom salts on your plants, I water them, maybe talk a little dirty, and voila! You've got beautiful tomatoes, the hottest peppers in the world. I like where this is going. I like, I like dreaming with you guys. Thanks for listening to my dreams.